Howdy there, my fellow distanced fellows. This is Peyton Signego here with COVID Operation to bring you your daily dose of cheer. Happy Thursday, Friday Eve, I suppose you could also call it. I've given it many names over many weeks, but uh, Thursday is the one that I think sticks most, and I presume you can assume why. (laughs) Well, the bugs, I think, are particularly loud outside today. I don't actually know what variety of creature is making these noises, but something outside is making them. I don't know if they're actually picking up on the mic or not, but uh, they're out there and they're talking about what I don't know. But it's sort of like the soap opera birds that I regularly watch outside my window where there's just a bunch of drama going on that I don't really understand or comprehend, but I enjoy watching it anyway. I will say that the birds outside lead a very interesting life and the soap opera drama continues to get better with each passing day. I think there might be like two families or so of robins that are constantly fighting, very Romeo and Juliet of them, you know, very Capulet and Montague of them, I think. I I don't really know, because like I said, I don't speak bird, and although I wanted to be a bird scientist for a large portion of my life, skills didn't really translate into learning how to speak them and figuring out what they want, but I will say that they do look very cute when they sun in the morning and uh, spread their wings out and just sort of nestle in the dirt. I don't, okay, I think they're sunning. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm an artist, not a bird scientist anymore. So uh, I don't know. I just look at it and think, ah, that's cute and then move on. So I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they're doing something else. Maybe they have nefarious plans in my backyard, but for the most part, I think it's cute and I just sort of nod and smile like, "Mm mm-hmm, very cute bird. Anyway, unrelated to that is I was organizing my desk today and I realized that, oh, I am just an above average crow in how I decorate my desk because I have my desk pushed up against my window and my window has a little, little ledgy windowsill. And over the past couple months, I've just sort of been picking up rocks and things and just putting them there for funsies. And suddenly I was going through, you know, cleaning up my desk and putting things in nice little piles and what have you. And I had so many rocks, just too many, a lot of rocks. So I put them in a cute little jar, you know, Now I'm just looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, I am just a crow at just picking up random things and bringing them into my nest and saying, yes, this is a nice little thing that I will have displayed. It makes me happy. Is that what crows do? I'm pretty sure it's what crows do. Once again, I wanted to be a bird scientist for a while, but yeah, we'll just go with it. It's a crow thing. Makes me think about the human instinct or if it is an animalistic instinct to just collect things and hoard them. It's kind of a penguin instinct. There are penguins that will collect rocks as like a power thing. Oh, I wish I knew the full details of it, but uh, there are species of penguins that will build rock nests and then propose to penguins with rocks and have their rock pile nests. And sometimes other penguins will come and steal rocks from the nest as like a power trip thing. I, I don't know. It's wild. But rocks are very important in some penguin societies as well as in otter societies because they have their special rocks that they carry around with them. It's very cute. If you haven't heard of that, I definitely recommend looking up pictures of otters with their favorite rocks. (laughs) It's adorable. And now I'm thinking to myself, am I really just like a glorified bird or otter and I just sort of collect rocks and shiny things and decorate my space with them? And you know, the more I talk about it, the more I realize, yeah, 
Yeah, that is what I am. Well, <laughs> I guess the the good news is is that tapioca at least won't try to chase me around and will just sit with me because I am thankfully a person with these animal instincts and not an actual animal. Hmm. Well, that's a little bit existential for me, but you know what? We don't have to be existential because we have a special guest again today. It is Thursday, as I have stated earlier before I got into my weird decoration habits and what have you. Anyway, well, we are back with our LA correspondent, Emma, today, and I would introduce the topic, but honestly, I do a great job of it in the interview intro, so I'll just throw it to myself then. So take it away in the Zoom studio, Peyton. Thanks, Peyton. I'm here again in the Zoom studio with everyone's favorite Thursday correspondent. We have Emma again. (laughs) Hello! So you've been a part of a web series currently, I've heard. Yes, yeah, I have. Me and my business partner uh, created a production company, Mm -hmm. and we started a web series called Breakdown. And we we have filmed, as of now, nine five-minute episodes. Oh, wow. How's how's yeah. filming processes working in the in the COVID time? You know, um, we started it right before. Well, we came up with the idea right before COVID hit, and then COVID hit, and obviously, um, you know, we had to really rethink how we were going to do production and if we were going to do production. Um, we're a very small production company, so we are just starting out, and so we wanted to play with union rules and make sure that we were really um, incorporating all the regulations, so like face coverings, hand sanitizer everywhere, washing your hands, eating distance six feet apart if there was a lunch break. They were five-minute episodes, so a lot of times it was half days. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't together as long, which was good. But then, of course, like making sure temperatures were okay and if you have symptoms, don't come in and all Mm -hmm. of that jazz that everyone has probably heard over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um, So we we wanted to do all of that. And then, of course, um, in L.A., filming couldn't resume until June 12th. So we, we oh. didn't start filming until mid-June. So they actually put a, like a timer on filming for people. Yeah. Well, when we originally went into lockdown, I think in March, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it was like all halt. Nothing mm-hmm. goes in or out, really. Um, I'm sure they're like essential businesses and people could argue over what was essential and not. And that was a lot of the first couple of months. But filming obviously wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, considered essential. And so, yeah, film sets closed down. And, you know, by and large, they're still closed. They can be filming, but um, it's hard. You want to be really safe. And something we did too was we limited crew members. So mm-hmm. a lot of our actors were also crew members. So, like, our first AD is a rock star. She jumped into like almost every episode just as an extra or a side character because we were like we need somebody ah we're not gonna bring a new person into this so we would really only have the one or two leads and then the rest of the crew would fill in any other roles that needed to be played Hmm, interesting yeah and the other thing we worked with because we were so small we could work with people within our COVID bubble Mm -hmm. so like the, the friends, the like four or five people I can count on one hand that I've like communicated with throughout this. It might even be three or four. They, they took part. They're all actors too. So they took part in a, a lot of our first episodes. Okay. Yeah. So now going back to like the beginning of it all, what's the, is there a difference between conceptualizing like a web series versus like a podcast versus script for, I don't know, something else? <laughs> Oh, for sure there is. For sure there is. Just in the fact that by web series, by its very nature, we're not really, there's no distributing platform outside of the internet, hence web series. And so that gives you a lot of freedom because there's no 
there's no omniscient producer or distributing platform that is requiring things of you. And so web series by their very nature end up being um, usually lower budget, but a lot of freedom. Um, And so, yeah, all of our stuff can be found on YouTube. It's nice. I mean, but, but essentially like, as far as like making something, obviously with a podcast, you're like, you can't see anything. And so there's mm-hmm. certain things that go into the script to alert the audience what's happening, you know, that film doesn't need because you have the visual aspect of it. So obviously like there's differences there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as like a, a film that you would like see on Hulu versus a web series, really the only difference is usually amount of budget. Though some mm-hmm. web series gets quite a budget, but amount of budget and um, where it's being shown on the web or on a specific streaming platform. I just want to put a disclaimer on all of these conversations. I could be totally wrong. Correct me if I am. <laughs> I, I think that goes for every single episode I do where I'm like, no, this is just what works for me. I don't... <laughs> mm-hmm. So... You, you talked about, uh, before this, you mentioned that you were, you know, working with hired actors. How, how did that work out? How does that go? And, you know, what's that process look like? We had our first Actors Access is a very common casting site out here in L.A. And it's nationwide, I believe, but um, especially in L.A. And um, we had our first interaction on the casting side of it, which was really super fun because we've always only been on the acting side of it. Yeah. And... Um, it was actually really fantastic. So we basically just set out a breakdown, which is was the inspiration of our show title. Breakdown in casting is essentially just telling you what the character is, what the shoot dates are, uh, what the character's personality is, just information the actor would need to know about the project and the character mm-hmm. to give us their best audition. So we made a breakdown and we sent it out and uh, we cast two characters, um, the two leads on two separate films, two separate episodes. And um, it was fantastic. We, we had some, we had two lovely actors mm-hmm. there. It's a non-union. So they were all non-union and it was fun. Mm-hmm. They had each been here. One had been here for a year and the other had been here for two years, but they were just lovely. And I'm so excited to see where they go in the industry. And um, it was nice after so long to connect with people again that yeah. were new. But again, um, it definitely raised the stakes on production because we wanted to be even safer about not contracting COVID to other people. So like the entire crew masks on, the actors only took masks off for filming. And, yeah. uh, but it was fun. And it definitely added legitimacy to the project because it became more than just a bunch of friends making art together. It became like, oh, we're, we're really producing this. And yes, this is the director. And instead of like, oh, here's my friend, Megan, it was, yeah, here is the uh, director, Megan. Megan, you know, and it was just very, it was like a taste of a little bit more official process. And so that was really cool and good for us, I think, growing. Whoa, 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 hold up. Yeah, that's right. This interview went a little bit long, but that's okay because you know how much I love my two-parter episodes. So don't worry, we will be back with Emma to continue this talk about her and her production company's web series going on right now next week. But for now, if you're interested, you can check out the web series we were discussing today that her and her production company are currently working on. is called Breakdown. Their first episode is titled Blondes Do It Better, and that can be watched either on YouTube or on their website, themillionth.com. So you can check that out either way, and new episodes are coming out 
on Fridays. So there you have it. That's something I highly recommend you check out. And we will be continuing our discussion centered around it next week. So yeah, you have some time to go and uh, check that out if you're interested, which I recommend doing, you know, even if you're only a little bit interested. So go ahead and check all that out and then come back next week, Thursday to see what else she had to say about it. But once again, a big thank you to, of course, Emma for being on the show. We've always loved having her here. Don't we, Tapioca? Okay, she is passed out. But just know that if she wasn't asleep, that she would definitely agree with me, of course. And you know, while you have the internet open, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns to send my way, you can email them to Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N at storyarkark.org, where they will be happily accepted by a not-so-sleepy tapioca as my secretary, and then answered by me tomorrow or on another Friday, of course. So there's that. Uh, Thank you in advance. (laughs) But other than that, I suppose I have nothing else to say. So of course, you can check back next week for the part two of the interview with Emma. But other than that, I will have to leave you there. So thank you very much for tuning in. This has been COVID Operation. I've been Peyton Zikadego. Once again, we appreciate having you listen as always. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Make sure you send in your questions if you have any, because it's Ask Peyton. Other than that, stay safe out there. I'll see you tomorrow. Peyton and Tapioca, over and out. <laughs>